Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Trocum. Frenchie is here. We're going to ramble on about some shit for the next 20 minutes or so. Some news. I think that's all we have to get to a little bit from the F1 race that, as usual, I did not watch because this is only half of an F1 podcast at this point. I think we can safely say. Actually, my buddy Ryan, who won our Grid Rapid League last week or last year, we were texting over the weekend and I think he's, I forget what we we're talking about. He was like, Oh, are you, what channel is the race on? I'm like, dude, I don't know. I haven't watched a race since before the summer break. And he's like, I'm going to tell your listeners. I'm like, Oh yeah, they, they know like, this is not a secret. Like this is a very well-known, like I say it like, I don't know, maybe not every episode, but every episode where F1 is a, you know, like this week where it's a majority of the news because they're still racing, but so anyway, Frenchie, you're trying I to had... take everyone else down with you, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I don't. Don't care at all. So I have a non-racing question for you to start, and I found this on uh, another podcast I listened to. So, but I'm gonna I'm gonna use it anyway. Kind of topic appropriate since we are you know ten days removed from your bachelor party. If you were to be able to pick a fictional location for your wedding, what would you pick or where would you pick and why? A fictional location? Yeah. So it has to be something fake. Correct. That's much more difficult than just picking like my dream location. Right. Um, right. I didn't really have a dream location, but I just picked somewhere cool. Um, fictional location. What's a cool fictional place? Damn, I don't. This is way tougher than I expected your question to be. <laughs> yeah, let's I found say this, found this one yesterday. Where'd you find was, it? Uh, in another podcast when I was taking the dog for a walk. I don't know why I'm I'm thinking this because it's not even something I'd be that interested in. And I'm not a huge fan necessarily. Like I, I like it fine, but yeah, my mind keeps going back to Hogwarts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Don't really know why. Like I'm not really into the whole castle thing, but, and I'm not, like I said, a, a massive Harry Potter guy. I mean, yeah, Harry Potter's cool, but yeah, I, I guess it's gotta be Hogwarts. Cause I can't really think of anything else. And that's what keeps coming to mind. So I'm going to have like some kind of a magic wedding at Hogwarts. I'm between two. Hogwarts has definitely popped in my mind when I was thinking about it. I'm between two, and I, I don't really know 
like what my final answer would be. So I'm going to say both. One would be Jurassic Park because that would be pretty epic. And two would be the fictional city, I guess, of Atlantis because I, I do enjoy. Oh, yeah. The water, like being out on the water. So I think that would be kind of cool to be in the water for a wedding and be around. Yeah, that one's cool. Like, yeah. So I think Atlantis I have another is going to be my, my final my final answer. From from basically talking about being underwater, what about Bikini Bottom from SpongeBob? Ooh, I'd be down yep. for that too. So. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. All right. Do you have one, or should we just get into racing news here? I, I can pull one up if you'd like, but yeah, let's count on you because you said you had a good one. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and do another one because this will occupy a couple minutes of everybody's time, and we can make the episode you know a couple minutes longer by rambling on about this. Also, while you're looking, no episode next week. I am moving, and my life will be in boxes for a couple days. So, to Atlantis, um, I'm moving to Atlanta. I'm actually moving to Jurassic Park, <laughs> and hopefully, this is the last time. I have moved twice this year already, and hopefully, no, I'm sorry, I've moved once. This will be my second move this year, and hopefully, this will be my last move at least until my lease is up next November. Okay, I've got a question for you. Yeah. What three apps would you leave on your phone beyond just like basic functions like texting, calling, email? Okay. If you were forced to delete the rest. So your phone is still obviously a communication device, but beyond yeah. that, you know, we use it for a lot of other things. What else would you leave on there? Three things. Spotify. Got to have the okay, music. Yeah or podcast, you know, whatever you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Spotify. Something maybe like the ESPN app so I can check sports scores. And YouTube TV so I can watch sports. It's pretty nice. much what I use it okay. for. Instagram yeah. would be number four if I could go to five. But that would be it. Okay. Those are good ones. You? I think for me, I'd have the Find My app because I oh, use that yeah. so often that I yeah. I need that one. The, I guess, maps would have to be on there for me, some kind of a Google Maps or navigation. And then the last thing I'd probably keep... Darn, I do listen to a lot of podcasts, but you already said that, so I don't want to copy that. I got to keep something else. Let's see. What else do I use on my phone a ton? Oh, you know what? Let's I'm going to go with Shazam. I like mm. the Shazam mm-hmm. app of just like if I hear a song, I want to know what it is. And it it really irritates me when Shazam can't even figure it out. <laughs> because if I can't figure it out and Shazam can't figure it out by like, you know, I, I think I know the artist and I get yeah. some of the lyrics and I type it into Google. And then it's like that that bugs me. That nags at me for a long time. Last week I was working in a coffee shop with a girlfriend and one of her coworkers, and they were working on uh, some research together and every like almost every song that came on for a good like five strong stretch they were like what is this and i just like shazam it and then like turn my phone around and be like this is what it is so i felt very i don't want to say smart but very useful during that 15 minute stretch so yeah i i get that one i think if i was going to go to if we were going to do five i would do instagram and 
and what was the last one you said? Find my yeah, Instagram and find my because I kind of rely yeah. on that too. So anyway, let's do IndyCar first because we have one thing. And we all, you know, we saw it coming. It was it was very clear. I think honestly, since the start of the offseason, when we, you know, when we first mentioned these rumors in that Pietro Fittipaldi would sign with Ray Hall to drive the 30 car next year. Sponsorships, TBD might be some of the Ray Hall contingent of sponsorships, but any thoughts? I guess Ray Hall also released some other news too. I saw like Yuri yeah. Vips is still under contract with them. Yeah, you know, I don't. He's in the family. It's one of these weird, like undefined roles. Like they're like trying to farm him out to like an LMP2 team or something like that. I think I read or okay. an IMSA. You know, I wasn't a driver. D- yeah, it wasn't a DPI team, but it's like a weird like development driver role, which I guess if Graham is going to retire in a year or two. Like, hey, will you please stay around? Like, you know, sign us, sign a multi-year deal. But I don't know. It was very, very odd because it's not like I still don't quite understand why we have development drivers in IndyCar like Kiffin Simpson was last year and Josh Pearson was last year slash maybe this year still. So yeah, I don't don't quite understand. Didn't Ray Hall basically announce it? like Graham announce a contract extension as well. I thought that it was. It's not official, basically, but it's, it's at like the goal line, essentially. Yeah. So I don't know how long that's supposed to be or what, but I guess yeah. Ray Hall's the first one to really seal their lineup, I guess, for the seats that were still hanging out there. What do you think? Oh, you asked me what I thought about Pietro Fittipaldi. I did. Yeah. I'm going to look up his results in IndyCar because I don't remember. I know he did a few races with Coin. He shared the seat with someone. Grosjean. Was it? Oh, it was Grosjean. Okay. Yeah. So he did the ovals. Yeah, but did he you... had a couple couple races. Like he did a 500 and okay, he finished yeah. ninth at Portland in 2021, I think. Or yeah, I think 2021. So, you know, he's had okay. a few, few races. And, you know, he's also had oval experience from you know the lower levels of nascar series he obviously has plenty of road street course from european open wheel series plus a couple f1 starts so he's he's got an interesting background definitely has had success along the way so i think it's intriguing it could be worse yeah i agree i think it's a good driver i mean somebody with the fittipaldi name is cool like fittipaldi plus ray hall equals historic racing fans dream right there how is pietro related to like emo and christian again i'm, I'm just trying to find this out to be honest I, a grandson yeah and let's see well obviously he's a grandson but <laughs> i don't remember he's his brother is enzo so okay he he's a first cousin of christian so it's his Emerson's daughter, Juliana, is Pietro's mother. There we go. We Got figured it. out the family tree. Thank you for that help. Yes. Uh, it's. I think, you know, I couldn't really think of anybody better, per se. I mean, people have thrown out Christian Rasmussen. I mean, we think maybe he'll have a seat elsewhere. There's still an Ed Carpenter seat open, right? There's still 
Dell coin seats technically open. Um, we don't really know the Foyt situation. People have mentioned Oliver Askew as well. I mean, Pietro, I don't think has had his full chance. So I would definitely like to see him in some good equipment. I, he was just with coin cars back when he yeah. did his whatever number of starts in any car. So yeah, I mean, if he's good enough to be the Haas test driver, which also means he brings budget clearly, then that is probably helpful for Ray Hall as well. He's not going to be some kind of detriment to the team. I'm excited to see how he does. Yeah, fair enough. The Yuri Vips thing I'm pretty indifferent on because it doesn't really mean too much to the grid next year. So I think we can just leave it at what we said. Yeah, I think they are hoping to eventually have a fourth entry. And so they're keeping him around, I guess, basically based on that. So not sure what I guess he's not going to make it into F1. So he's hanging around on the IndyCar side trying to find something. And his best bet seems like it's currently with Ray Hall. Yeah, fair enough. All right, that's it for IndyCar. What we got for? We're not even going to talk about F one, right? I mean, listen, I don't, no, I don't kidding. care if we do. We, we, we <laughs> could kidding. literally, we could do a five minute or an eight minute episode, whatever it's been, and it would be really annoying because I'd have to put ad breaks in at the four minute mark of an eight minute episode, but. <laughs> Especially without uh, an episode being released for our listeners next week. I think we have to give them a little bit more than that. So let's talk a bit about F1 and Austin. I guess it was the U.S. Grand Prix and the one that I view, I think, is the official U.S. Grand Prix. Like the one that I respect. We'll see how Vegas goes, but I kind of don't respect it already. (laughs) I honestly like have very low expectations for the Las Vegas weekend right now. Yeah, me too. For the Las Vegas weekend that I'm probably not wa- I'm definitely not watching. I just remembered what time it was at. Don't worry. I'll send you the good clips like I did this weekend when my favorite part of the entire race weekend was Max Verstappen yelling at his race engineer. At, what is it? No talking in the braking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. With a lot of bleeps. I love it. it that was That's a classic immediately. Like the, the level of anger that he was showing on the radio, yeah, exhibiting on the radio, was, I found it hilarious. I don't know why. It's just fun to see him get mad. I don't know why I don't take it seriously. I, I guess I probably should, because I bet he's like pretty tough. Like He's a tough guy, but I just, when he gets angry, it's like Lance Stroll or some of the other people where I just kind of, or George Russell, when he gets mad, like I just laugh at them. It's not... If, if Fernando Alonso got angry, I'd probably be scared. Yeah. Like it would be unsettling, but, and probably Lewis too. Like that'd be extremely unsettling because he doesn't really seem to get angry very much, but, and Daniel Ricardo. Cause I would think that like the serial killer, uh, happy go lucky attitude that he constantly has would be like broken at that point. But yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I don't know. He didn't do very well this weekend. He, unfortunately, his return to the cockpit did not impress. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. He has the seat for next year. So yeah, right. But there's not really much to say about that, I guess. Uh, what else did we see from the weekend? Well, Mercedes looked really close, at least in Lewis, to the Red Bull. But we know that Max was dealing with a braking problem. Right, right. Because... It that Red Bull is really impacted by bumpy tracks. 
and everyone was saying how bumpy Austin is now. And I mean, that that's what happened in Singapore, right? The bumps right. really unsettle right. the, the Red Bull. So that's what we saw. Lewis, I feel like if he had a few more laps, I was actually on the edge of my seat the last few laps because I thought he was going to catch Max and that was really going to be cool. But we ran out of laps there and then Lewis got disqualified anyway. And as did Charles Leclerc. Yeah. Or excessive plank wear. Yeah. Yeah. Ferrari so that really Ferrari. helped out Sergio Perez. Yeah, it really because... did. It's like it made him look that much better this weekend and probably saved his 2024. Uh, I actually have interesting news that I just saw basically is I, I'm reading quotes that say that apparently Perez doesn't need second place to keep his F1 seat. Yeah, I saw Horner say so, that. Yeah, Horner said there's no pre-mandate like that. We've never finished first and second in a championship. We finished first and third with uh, Mark Webber and Seb Vettel. But, you know, on this car, it'll be fantastic because this car is so dominant. Uh, but I guess there's no pre-mandate and that's never been discussed. So I think if he doesn't finish second, that's a damning indictment of his lack of contribution to this championship. And everyone's been saying this. So I'm just going to echo what they've been saying because I'm sure it's been said elsewhere. You know, our listeners have heard this. Red Bull needs to find somebody who can back up Max, but who's not going to be a threat to Max. Ricardo Sergio is not even like he can't even back him up correct so you're not going to be in good shape when you have McLaren breathing on your neck as well as Mercedes and I'm not going to say Ferrari because I doubt no, it don't do it unfortunately yeah. even with their talented <laughs> drivers <laughs> um yeah because that one stop strategy was just like what is going on but yeah it you need a second driver to basically take points off of other people instead of finishing behind every other talented driver in, in those top three, four teams like Sergio tends to do. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think it's going to change next year. I'm pretty confident. Oh, it's not changing next year. Yeah, maybe. I just feel like an offseason is not going to make Sergio better in terms of there's just going to be people talking about it all offseason and I don't care how mentally tough you are, that has to affect you. And I'm just like speaking from like a personal level. So definitely be curious to see how he starts like the first like four to six races next year to, you know, see if I'm right or if I'm as usual wrong. So yeah. He needs to perform this weekend in Mexico. This is like the place for him to. I think put in a memorable drive and if he doesn't and he's really underwhelming in front of his home crowd, which I think Nigel Mansley used to say that he got a boost every time he ran at Silverstone. Like he just got a 10th or something, or I forgot exactly what he used to say, but just that the crowd willing you on and feeling that gives you a little bit of extra motivation. And you can kind of pull that out of yourself. If Sergio can't even do that with the hype of the, basically the entire country of Mexico behind him, then we're really going to have a let's say downtrodden or i'm picturing sergio perez as eeyore from winnie the pooh of just like really <laughs> bummed out and completely <laughs> hopeless like hapless character yeah that's a good one yeah man home field advantage is a real thing in sports and if you don't take advantage of it you often get booed and laughed at and if sergio perez doesn't take advantage of that i will boo and laugh at him 
I actually will not, but Heck yeah, I'm going to watch the Eagles on Sunday. So that's going to be my Sunday plans. I actually almost turned on a race Sunday. I was like scrolling through Twitter after we got back from central Pennsylvania for the weekend. And then like we were, we were napping post drive back and i was like i was you know scrolling through my phone sit laying there I'm like, maybe i'll turn it on because it's looks there's like five laps to go at this point maybe and then i fell asleep and woke up and i woke up to like everybody being like disqualified and whatnot so i'm like okay i didn't miss anything no you well the last five laps were the best part of the race besides yeah. the clips that i sent you but yeah yeah i mean lando finishes second again uh, still hasn't clinched that win. It really looked like he might for a while there in the beginning of the race, but he did not. Uh, Pierre Gasly, I feel like, deserves a shout out. He had a good weekend while Esteban Ocon made contact with uh, Oscar Piastri on the first lap and caused both of their races to end. Lance Stroll finally got back in the points. So I guess we have to give him a little bit of credit for that because Fernando Alonso retired with some kind of a problem. Suspension, like floor I think damage, sus- or suspension, suspension failure. failure. Yeah, one one of the two. I think yeah. he maybe initially said it was a suspension failure, and then it was floor damage, or I'm not sure. sure. I think it was floor damage though. And, but the, although, like, good job for not even someone who like didn't you didn't even watch the race, and like, that was pretty I good. Still, I still read Twitter or okay. X. Yeah. I'm still calling it Twitter. So if anybody nah, corrects me, you can screw off. Yeah, no, nah. it's it's like a our little last form of a rebellion basically against elon trying to be an idiot and ruin that platform the other piece of news that i have for you and it um i guess it's not another sprint weekend yet we have another sprint weekend coming up in interlagos uh to i guess it's the first weekend of november reverse grids million dollar standalone title are two ideas that are being thrown around for sprint races next year so formal proposals have not been put forward, but they want to play around with the format to make sure that this is more popular and more exciting. And apparently this would involve like a separate $1 million, I guess, sprint championship prize, which for F1 drivers is pretty weak. Like that, that seems like nothing for them. And then Come on, IndyCar's doing a million dollar prize, aren't they? At the Thermal Club race, yeah. yeah. Come on, F one, you got to step it up at least like ten to a hundred times. This, if you're is... gonna claim to be like that highbrow, yeah. This is like when it's almost embarrassing because it's like, okay, like you know, the first three ways we've tried sprint races clearly isn't exciting. So let's try a fourth, fifth, and sixth way at once. Like, let's make it its own championship. Let's give, you know, some prize money behind it. Let's, you know, if you finish fourth, fifth, and let's sixth. Let's have a stage break with a DJ. Just <laughs> off of the podium, we'll give you a balloon animal of the, you know, country, you know, the animal of the country. So, you know. Heck yeah. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. and. You know, if you finish just outside the points, you can get a tattoo of the local flag and, you know, just all this. It's just, it's really dumb. It's gimmicky. It's not exciting. It's not going to change the fact that people care more about Sunday than Saturday. 
and I couldn't care less about anything they're doing because at the end of the day, nothing on the track is actually going to change. Right, exactly. Stop changing the format and playing around with these little stupid, you know, minuscule alterations and focus on the big picture, which is the on-track product. Don't, like, you're just continuing to screw it up and fumble the bag, which is typical F1 as of late. So let's blame Mohammed Ben Salayam, give him a little shout out. And uh, I guess, I don't know. I don't know if we can blame Stefano Domenicali, but I guess we can. You know, he seemed like a cool guy back when he was with Ferrari and all that. But yeah, maybe he's not uh, cut out to lead F1 like Jean Tot was. I mean, I don't know. Michael Andretti practically has, practically has to ambush him at a race before the season ends just to get a conversation. So he's definitely oh. a interesting guy and okay sorry go ahead continue well he he didn't want to he didn't want to have to basically tell them like i have i have nothing to say to you yeah so, like i i don't blame honestly well, stefano dominicali for dodging michael andretti like he has no news for you everything like, he's not gonna just if you get him face to face you're not gonna suddenly convince him like oh you know what me and all the other teams like we changed our minds we welcome you in with open arms no he has nothing to say there's nothing has changed. So see threatening your legal action and like, we'll see what happens. A, this goes to show you that I didn't read the article because I didn't care enough to read the article. And if you want to know why you should be in the PLP Twitter group chat and you, I will 100% explain why I don't care. B. Yeah. I mean, threatening this, like this show of force, like running around the paddock and, you know, I don't know if they're actually threatening lawsuits or just talking about threatening lawsuits, but I mean, we said this like a year and a half ago when Mario like raised a stink, like no one cares. It doesn't work. It's not going to work. That method, this method of attack is not going to work. I'm not saying nobody actually, cares about Mario Andretti because yeah. I love Mario Andretti, but nobody, cares. if you try this intimidation tactic, it's not going to work. That's what I was about to say too. Is basically if Mario Andretti, who is an absolute legend of the sport and in you know a household name and probably one of the only household names around the world in terms of motorsports, has no sway or authority to change your mind, then I'm sorry, Michael. I don't think you're going to. Uh, and I also wanted to just comment on this last little thing, I guess before we maybe preview Mexico, but. That Logan Sargent ended up with some points. A point. As a result of, yeah, one point. As a result of others ahead of him being disqualified. However, the hype around him being the first American since 1993 and Michael Andretti, you know, earning points, I guess it was at the Italian Grand Prix when he finished his last race and on the podium in third place, was like, yeah, it was kind of odd to me. I mean, good for Logan. Hopefully this gives him a little bit of a boost, like a little bit of a morale, you know, kick. But he, still, when he looks in the mirror, like he was finishing 12th or 13th, which is good for him, right? I mean, sure. it's not bad given how he's been doing. But I mean, just the fact that others were disqualified in front of him and he, you know, happened his way into the points. I don't think it deserves the celebration that it got as as much as it's, Nice to see people being positive about Logan Sargent. It, they're kind of 
pulling the wool over their own eyes by acting like this is a huge deal. No. Yeah. Wasn't he like significantly off the pace of Albon too? like essentially all weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Case closed right there. Case closed. Move on next. Yeah. I, I just don't, yeah. I don't get it. The reaction to it was totally for me, at least out of sync with what actually happened. Yeah. He got lucky. Yeah, which is fine. Good for him. Like, I'm I'm happy for the guy. Sure. He got points in F1. There's a lot of people who drove in F1 who never got points. So he'll always have that. Yeah. But, you know, it happened by people getting disqualified. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Mike is yawning right now. Host is yawning because uh, F1 is boring him that much. So it might be time to preview Mexico quickly before he actually starts snoring on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) It has been like a really long day where like nothing bad happened today. You know, I, I didn't have a bad day by any means, but I'm bored it was kind of a very quiet day here. I haven't left the house since I got coffee at eight o'clock in the morning. I have nobody, no humans to talk to today. So, and you know, the Daniel, the dog does not talk back to me. Unfortunately, he has not learned to talk. Unfortunately, talk yet. So I, uh, I'm actually excited to wake up early tomorrow there. and drop the dog off at girlfriends and go into the office for a couple hours to just like see people tomorrow wow that's desperation for like human contact to actually want to get up early and go into an office i don't i i i'll say this because nobody's going to be listening there is one person in the office that i enjoy talking to so not on my team but he's he's a big hockey fan so we always go in and like talk hockey and like don't do work and the lady who's just behind me who's almost my mother's age is hilarious. So like we talk like, you know, when I started, we would talk about like dating stuff. And now, you know, I talk about girlfriend stuff and whatnot. And she's a really, really nice lady. But for the most part, I I don't want to be around any of those people ever. Like that's why I only go in like once a week, but I need to get out of this house. I've been in here for essentially two days now and I'm bored. So stir crazy at this point. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting stir crazy. I haven't done anything in two days. And I know by the time I get to the office at like nine 15 tomorrow morning, 
by 918, I'll be like, this was a stupid decision. Yes. But I look forward to that text from you. Yeah. If I don't you text spend like you... an hour and 10 minutes in traffic. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm taking a break because I have to drop the dog off. So it's like going to break up my drive tomorrow. So at least like I'll drive like 45 minutes, drop the dog off, make myself some coffee there and then finish my, but yeah, it's today was just one of those days where it was long and never ending. And then like five o'clock hit and I closed my computer and I was like, wow, I have nothing to do. I hope we can record before like eight or nine o'clock because I'm real bored. You know, it's just one of those things we did. Yeah. It's just one of those like, weird days and you know you get in, like a weird mood then and i'm bored and i even tried to take the dog for a long walk and he just stuck stuck his paws in the ground at one point he's like nah bro we're going home so even the dog wow. didn't want to be outside yeah you could have watched that... the replay of the f1 race but i guess that would be extreme desperation for you right now i could have i watched two horror movies today one while i was at work and one after work and what else did i do other than work Oh, I called, I made some calls to set up the stuff for the apartment next week. Movers, you know, because I'm not, I don't want to do that crap myself. Man, we've rambled on about nothing interesting for five minutes because I'm overtired. So let's talk about Mexico. Mexico is this weekend. There's no sprint race. Sprint race is next weekend in Brazil. And Correct, the last one of the season, I believe. Mexico is an okay track, you know, from. I like it. I don't love it. I like it. I don't love it, but it's. You know, that stadium section is is pretty epic. Mm-hmm. Still not going to be watching it. Still expecting Max to win and probably Lando to podium. I'll put five bucks on that now. And I expect Sargent to be back in the 15 to 20 range in the standings by the end of Sunday when the race ends. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Is there anything else, else you want to add? Mercedes looks good. Yeah, okay, that's like good. maybe they'll be competitive. Yeah, at least it looked good in Lewis's hands until he was disqualified. George was okay, but he apparently really doesn't like the track at Austin for some reason. It's one of his least favorites. So I guess he just always does poorly there, or not poorly, but relatively. And I guess, I don't know, they, even the Alpha Tauri in Yuki's hands looked, I mean, they hit the fastest lap of the race. Yeah. And finished 10. So good for them. They, I guess he got a couple of points from that. He got like four points for the weekend or something like that. He finished eighth, I want to say. Maybe. I didn't look to Seven. be honest with you. Yeah. I think Lance Stroll finished eight. I have to look. But basically, they doubled their points tally for the season in one day. All right. That's good for them. Yeah. So that's really bad for Haas because yeah. Haas didn't score at all. <laughs> Haas is a joke. I mean, they are. Yeah, for a team that every year seems to have so much hype, and yeah, yeah, they had a cool they had a cool livery for the Austin race. I I saw it. It was, you know, a six out of ten. You know, nothing amazing, but it was it was cool. Mm-hmm. But every weekend they're filled with disappointment. Every weekend. So I just I don't understand why I don't understand if you're a Haas fan like how you get excited for races right now. Wait, I know why. Actually, I can explain this. I've kind of just for some reason had a, an epiphany. And I can I completely know why Haas is, is the way they are. Number one, as is widely known, we've talked about as, as of many people have talked about the same thing. There is no investment by the owner of the team. 
Yep. Gene Haas. He does not care. So there's like very little motivation. It's just kind of like staying afloat. It's obviously investment for him that he's waiting to sell at some point. Secondly, though, they're using a Ferrari powertrain and they have a lot of Ferrari based parts. So that explains a lot of the calamity because anything that comes out of that factory is cursed. And so it has obviously afflicted Haas and they are being taken down along with Ferrari. Do you think the time for Gene Haas to sell is in the next 12 months? I think it was yesterday, actually. But yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) yeah. I mean, that's also, you know, kind of what I was thinking. It's going to start to go downhill, like the valuation. So I would recommend like get rid of it while it's hot. Yeah, because while Michael Andretti wants in and is willing to pay a lot of money. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's kind of what I was got a legitimate buyer part two alluding to there. So yes. Okay. What are the times this weekend for the race that I won't be watching? Oh, well, they are practice one on Friday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Practice two is at 6 p.m. All right. Okay. Practice three is on Saturday at 1.30 p.m., followed by qualifying at 5 p.m. That's cool. That's like a good time to watch qualifying, yeah, 5 p.m. on a Saturday yeah. before you go out and have dinner and whatnot. Yeah. And then the race is at 4 p.m. on Sunday, which is, I guess, right before the second batch of NFL games will probably start at what, like 4.15 they usually start, or they start at 4? Yes, it's... I'm- Usually there's like a few that are four and there's some that are four thirty. And I don't know if it's yeah, you know, East Coast versus West Coast, and you know, what makes it to where you know some are four versus four thirty. But mm-hmm. on su- on this Sunday we have one o'clock, one o'clock, one o'clock, four oh five, and then one, two, oh, yeah, three games at four twenty-five. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I mean it's tough because NASCAR was down like 2%, nothing crazy listener wise or viewer wise no, for, for yeah. Homestead. I think it was like the rating went from like 2.3 to like 2.25 or something like that. But F1 was off. Like I think last year, the U S Grand Prix had like 1.2 million viewers. And this year it was like 890 K, which is mildly concerning and you could say some of that is due to football sure or some of that is Mm -hmm. due to nascar like the casual you know a casual racing fan is going to pick their favorite racing series you know when indy cars against nascar people are going to choose one or the other so and i'm sure some of those people dvr'd to watch later on but it's yeah, that's that's what I was actually looking at that again just like five minutes ago. And what got me thinking about Gene Haas should sell like he should sell. Yeah, like you said yesterday. Yeah, I, I, I don't really understand it, but I guess we've also got what but, uh, NASCAR is at. Are they at Martinsville this weekend. Yeah, Martinsville. We're, there were two more in the round of eight, I believe, before we hit the championship finale coming up in Phoenix. I thought it was one more. I thought it was one this more? race, and then it's that's it. Okay, you might be right. I don't have the schedule in front of me here, but I know we're we're getting down towards the wire, and I don't know. Sunday's race is actually, I watched on replay 
Sunday night or last night. I forget. Like the second half of that race, right? I started right after when Kyle Larson cooked his brakes and went into the into the barrels of sand. I did see that. It was pretty good. It was entertaining, at least. I don't think their short track racing has been super exciting this year. So oh, I like short track racing. No, so I like short track racing, but one. I don't think NASCAR's short track racing has been stellar this year. Oh, agreed. But Homestead to yeah. me is such a boring track. Like I'm yeah, not Homestead. a huge fan of it. Homestead so I boring. wasn't really invested to watch that race. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I watched it on replay because we were driving home. We got we got back into Philly as that race was starting, but yeah, that's all we got there. My championship pick for NASCAR. Oh, we did we did our championship predictions for NASCAR on Instagram and Twitter. Go to our Instagram. It's yes. like the second or third most want. recent. But no, it's okay. We'll save it for okay. a recap at for, the end. after Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. Which is a couple. But I think we're away. still in it with a couple we're, of our picks. We're, we both have multiple picks still left. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think our, our long shot to make the final four, I think both of them might be out, but oh, I, because I think mine was Chastain and he's definitely out. Yes. And mine was Chris Busher. Yeah. Who will has, likely be eliminated. Yeah, I think he has, he has to win this to weekend. make it to the, to the championship four. Like he can't get in on, on just points. So. Exactly. My championship pick winning driver in Hamlin is looking a little dicey. Not great right now, but we shall see. I don't really, really care. I just picked him because most people hate him. And I don't know. <laughs> we'll save that discussion for an Can you do the same thing for F1? Can you use that kind of energy and like get back into it where you just pick the driver that everyone else mostly hates and then like you just cheer for them to irk people, like piss people off? Yeah, I could, but you know, there's a reason that why be? there's a reason why I did it for NASCAR that we can't yet talk about that we can we can eventually talk about. Yes, that is true. So hint, hint. Yes, but I can't. I don't. <sighs> Maybe it's not happening Who'd this weekend. If oh, okay, if I was going to pick this weekend, like a driver, what do you hate? It's like Checo. <laughs> Man, nobody hates Checo because he's just he's just sad and embarrassing at this. They point. just like, dump on him. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Like I yeah. said. Ah, I don't know. Do we have a we Ocon? don't have a yeah, I guess Ocon would be the pick. We don't have like F1 doesn't have like a Denny Hamlin that is like clearly like the villain driver that embraces that role. Yeah, you know, Paul he, Tracy. He's fully embraced his villainship, which is fine. I, I respect the fact he's like, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun with this. But all right, we've rambled on enough. Everybody have a good weekend. Enjoy F1. Enjoy NASCAR, whatever you watch. We'll be back in November with an episode probably on a plastic table and a plastic chair in my place because I will definitely not be undone unpacking in a week. And yeah, working to get Matt Clark back on the show soon. We're texting a little bit earlier today or yesterday. And yeah, another a different cool interview coming up soon. Frenchie, I'll tell you when we get off here. And it's it's who we've been trying to get since last December. Actually, I'll uh, just leave it there. Yeah, yeah. I came he, through. It, it came through. I have yet to reply with a Zoom link. I need to do that when we get done here. But yes, it 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 came through for I think it's two weeks from tomorrow. 
yeah, two weeks from tomorrow. Okay, but will that person show up to the interview or is this just a troll? Like, are they dangling the hook in our face? We're definitely going to get bamboozled. I am pretty sure we are going to get bamboozled, but that is just, yeah, yeah, that is just my, my, my gut feeling. I have 31 follower requests on Instagram. I can't be that popular. There's no chance. Wow. Everyone. Wow. But you know who one of them is. Because I sent yeah. you that screenshot. Everyone wants to see that content. Everyone wants to see the picture of me with a meatball tree from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and that is an inside joke. I did not actually have a meatball tree. A meatball tree sounds fantastic, though. No, I mean, I guess everybody wants to see pictures of Daniel on the occasional personal selfie I post on. I haven't posted on Instagram like an actual picture since May. So it's not like I'm that exciting. You showed up in some of my pictures from the, like weekends ago i think yeah i don't know if i posted like all of them that we had i don't remember yeah okay anyway goodbye see you guys i'm victoria cash thanks for calling the lucky land hotline if you feel like you do the same thing every day press one if you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes press two we heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.